All right, welcome to the Firm Foundation Real Estate Podcast. I'm so excited for this episode because I have my buddy Pete Ellsby joining me, who is the VP Mortgage Lending Officer in my office. So at Coldwell Banker South Metro, we have a guaranteed rate affinity group in our office. So we have mortgage lenders right there in-house. Very nice. Um, and he and his wife, they are a team and they work together. They have over 30 years in the mortgage lending business. So they know they know what they're doing, but they recently moved over to GRA just about a month ago. So they've been working with several agents in the Coldwell Banker office for years, um, but finally made the switch over to join us in-house, which is awesome. And so we're happy to have them. I'm happy to have him on the show. And there's a lot of knowledge that he's going to share with you guys about um, sort of the role of a mortgage lender, the importance of getting pre-approved if you're a buyer before you start looking at homes so that you can understand what you can and can't afford. Um, as well as mortgage rates, what we can expect for 2024, um, and the importance of of getting in the game of real estate and investing early um, and often if you are financially uh, in a position to do so. So I'm so excited. Here is my time with Pete. Pete, I appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring you on. So Pete is one of the VP mortgage lending officers with guaranteed rate affinity. And he is in my office at Coldwell Banker South Metro. Um, Pete, go ahead, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, what you do in your business. And you recently moved over to guaranteed rate. So tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. I did just move over. I appreciate the opportunity here too, Jacob. And um, I was at Fairway for about six years prior to joining uh, guaranteed rate. My wife and I both, my wife is our processor and, and I am the loan originator or over at GRA, it's called VP of uh, Mortgage Operations. So we bring, um, I've got about 30 years experience. My wife has about 32 years experience on the processing side. Uh, guaranteed rates been after us for a couple of years. We've been doing business with about eight agents in this office and you know, Tammy and I talked about it and thought that it was a great opportunity then to move over. They have great product, great rates, and their technology is is really well above what I was used to. Uh, so we decided to make that move over and, and bring our expertise and knowledge and and work with realtors like yourself to to try to get these uh, home buyers into their new home. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're happy that you're a part of the office now. It's great to have you there. Yeah, one of the realtors who I'm using their office just walked in, so that's perfect. Oh, is that what are your? Is, is that Jacob. Donna? Hi, Jacob. Nope. Oh, Colleen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how are you? That was impromptu, but pretty cool. <laughs> that's perfect. Well, yeah. we're happy that you swung through. Right on. Absolutely. Um, so, I guess tell a little bit because a lot of buyers out there, especially I would say first-time home buyers, don't often know what the role of a mortgage lender would be. What is your typical role, and how can you help them in the process? Absolutely. So our role is, you know, working closely with you and and working with those clients right up front to make sure that they're qualified, right? Because the the last thing they want to do is 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 get all excited about a house and and talk to you and you know you get excited and you start showing them you know properties and and then all of a sudden you come back to uh, myself as a as a lender and you know, we have to deliver that news to you is, hey, you know, we we may have to just hold off a little bit and we have some work to do. So our, our ultimate goal is to get those 
clients vetted up front. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, we're going to ask them for specific documentation. You know, we're going to ask for basically their pay stubs and their W-2s. We're going to run credit. We're going to look at their assets to make sure that, you know, that house that you want to show them is a viable option for them and that they'll absolutely qualify for it. Uh, without that step, you know, the, so there's a there's a pre-approval letter and a pre-qualification letter. That pre-approval letter is pretty much what I just explained to you. Like I am actually putting my eyes on their documents, right? And, and Tammy is running that through the approval system so that when I send to you an approval, you know that that approval is solid. You can make that offer to the listing agent and we in turn will we'll back that and we'll call the listing agent to have that conversation with them as well. Um, so the pre the pre-qualification letter is a little bit different. That pre-qualification just means that you know, we've talked to the client and we may have run credit, but I haven't put my eyes on their documents, right? So right. So may, so pre pre-qual compared to pre-approval, pre-qualification is more so taking their word for it. Correct. Um, like, hey, here's their credit. This is what they do for a living, how much they make. But you don't actually have eyes on the documents and proof to actually pre-approve them. 100%. And, that, and that's what, like when you hear about deals falling apart at the end, uh, I would say probably 85 to 90% of the time that was not done up front, right? So they're, they're going through the process after it's under contract where right. we kind of pride ourselves. We're going to try to do that prior to contract to eliminate those issues along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think getting pre-approved is a great step just to have peace of mind when you're with your agent as a buyer knowing, okay, this is what we can't afford. So then when you're looking at homes, you don't have that what if hanging in the back of your mind on if we can actually afford it. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's what I mean, that's what I love about having you guys um, as a resource. And I think a lot of buyers and sellers too, but they don't understand when they're working with an agent, they're working with their team as well. And a great mortgage lender is important to have because it helps, you know, smooth out that process and figuring out what you can qualify for and what you are approved for. Absolutely. 100%. And, you know, it's it, in this particular situation here, um, I love it too. You and I have a, a close working relationship. You know how to get a hold of me. You're not calling, you know, an 800 number and hoping that you can get somebody on the phone. Right. You know, we're, we're working nights and weekends and we're available for you and your clients, you know, seven days a week. Yeah, absolutely. You work when we work and that's what we love about you. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay, so let's dive into mortgage rates a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, we know being in the industry, that's what a lot of people looking to buy right now are saying like, oh, I'm going to hold off because mortgage rates are high. What, you know, we're seeing the last few weeks, they've been going down a little bit more. It's been hovering a little bit below seven lately. What can buyers and sellers expect moving into the new year? Is that, are we going to see lower rates um, or are we, you know, could we see a spike again at some point? I, in my opinion, I don't think we'll see a spike. I think that, you know, the Fed has done a really good job of, of kind of monitoring the, the situation with inflation, right? So when you hear inflation is under control and you see the job markets cooling off and prices starting to come down and gasoline prices coming down. I mean, I just filled up yesterday for $42, which used to be like 62, right? So Yeah, not too when, bad. When that economy starts to slow down and pull back, interest rates come down. And that's that's exactly what the Fed has tried to do. And 
yeah, we were waiting for their verbiage to come out and say, hey, listen, I think our work is is pretty much done and we're not going to raise rates anymore. And they came out two weeks ago and said, we're actually thinking about cutting yeah. short term rates in, in you know three times next year. It's Jacob. Say hi to Jacob. Yeah. Donna, what's up? <laughs> so that's I may, awesome. I may have to just go out into the hallway there. So hold on one second. If you just yes, yes, no worries. So I think with that, with the Fed, you know, they've done their job already. Um, so I, I really think that you know these rates right now they're hovering probably six point six area, so underneath the seven percent, depending upon credit um, and down payment. I really think that second quarter, third quarter of 24 rates are going to be five and a half between five and a quarter, five and a half percent. Now, should buyers wait? I don't think so. Right. So what, what's going to happen is, you know, when these rates come down into the maybe high fours, low fives, it's going to create such a frenzy out there. And these home prices are going to continue to increase your, you know, those concessions are going to be off the board. Those two, one buy downs can be off the board. So you can always refinance, but yep. you can maybe never find that house yep. in your dreams. Absolutely. And that's the the famous saying, right? You marry the home and date the rate because you rate. can that's always correct. look at potentially refinancing. But as soon as rates start to drop, and we see that trend, a lot of buyers are also going to see that and they're going to jump on it too. And then all of a sudden you're going to have potential bidding wars with other buyers. So the further they drop, the more that go into the market. So you're right, Pete, it might not be a bad time to look at buying because later on down the road, you can always look at refinancing. Absolutely. You know, in that house that they might be able to buy today and, and you know, six months, eight months down the road, it might be another twenty-five to $30,000. They might not qualify to buy that house, even right. though the rates are a little bit less. So, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's never a bad time to buy, in my opinion. Yep, I'm with you. There's always a good time to invest in some real estate. Um, explain real quick, because you mentioned a 2-1 buy down. What is that exactly for people that may not know? So 2-1 buy down is funded by the seller. The seller is going to offer to help you for the first two years with your interest rate. So let's for round numbers, let's use 6.5% today. The seller is going to put in a concession where your first year start rate as a buyer would be 4.5%. And then your second year rate would be 1% higher than that 5.5. And then years three through 30 would be that 6.5% interest rate. So it's a great way to, to get um, acclimated with a mortgage payment, maybe, you know, that 6.5 right now might be a little bit steep for you, but you know, down the road, you're going to be getting a raise and, and more money. So that's, that's what the two, one buy down is meant for is, is to really help those first time home buyers get into that house and have a comfortable payment for the first couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And there's a lot of ways, and that's another benefit of talking to a great mortgage lenders. There's a lot of ways to go about securing a home and finding the right fit for you financially um, that people may not know about. And two to one buy down is a great example of that. Absolutely. Um, okay, Pete, let's dive into, um, you know, when prices are higher, interest rates are high. A lot of people are like, okay, I'll just rent a little while longer. If buying a home and putting a down payment on a home is something that they can comfortably afford. What is the benefit of buying versus renting just a little bit longer? So I put some quick numbers together uh, and I, I was using a sales price of about $350,000. And, you know, with the first time home buyer program, Chaffa, that Chaffa covers that 
down payment for you. And really all you would need to come up with would be closing costs and maybe even the seller could help you with that, right? So, but if you took, if you took a look at a $350,000 condo, I've got some taxes in there, 1500 bucks a year, some insurance and HOA, the payment's about, uh, 30, 2,800 bucks, somewhere around there, all in. So when you take a look at that, you know, and you take a look uh, at renting, let's say that same place you can rent for $2,500. If you take $2,500 and you multiply it by, you know, 1,200 bucks, that's $30,000 a year that you're paying your landlord. And if you go five years out, you've just paid your landlord $150,000. And most people don't think about it that way. They just think, hey, I'm renting because I can't afford to buy. But in this right. type of situation, if you were qualified for Chaffa and you used like a modest- And, and Pete, real quick, what is Chaffa for those of out there that don't the know? Colorado Housing Finance um, Authority. So they are the first time home buyer down payment assistance in, in Colorado. So they will help you fund your down payment. So theoretically you don't need any money down to go purchase a home. And what, how do you have to qualify for chat? So there's some income, there's some income restrictions on that. And, you know, off the top of my head, I, I want to say that that income somewhere, you know, combined family about $160,000 a year. So it's, it's, you know, pretty forgiving on that income. Credit wise, you have to have a 620 credit score above and your ratios have to be in line, but it is a great product to help first time home buyers get into a home with little money out of their pocket. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Thanks but if for you explaining look at, that. Yeah, absolutely. But if you look at that equity buildup too, you know, it's just a modest appreciation over the first year, you might be looking at like 17.5 in appreciation in your pocket and you you multiply that by five, you're sitting on $87,000 of equity where, yeah. you know, if you're renting, you just paid your, your landlord 150 grand. Yeah. So you're paying it's, for it's, part of their mortgage. Right. Exactly. So it's kind of, kind of a huge swing. And, and you know, the biggest, the biggest way to build wealth in, in America is by owning a home. And I think you can see it there, how quickly that equity can build up for you. You know, and if you were renting, the likelihood is you wouldn't have that $87,000 in the bank, you know, five years down the road. And, you know, equity in your house is pretty much the same as having that money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think I saw I saw a report out there that Colorado, the Denver metro area specifically over the last three years, it's the highest increase in rent in the nation. Um, and so it's crazy, too, because rent is always typically increasing to some capacity year over year. And it's just Absolutely. more money out of your pocket and you don't know where it's going, um, whereas you could be pouring it into a fixed mortgage rate and just continuing to build equity on your property that you own. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And and it's you know, I, I didn't use any increases in that rent either. And, you know, when you do rent, you have no tax advantage as well. You know, whereas if you do own a house that your property taxes are, are right off, your interest that you're paying is a write off, any upgrades to uh, like solar, all of that could be a tax advantage to you where, you know, renters don't have any of those advantages at all. Okay. So that's good to know. So there are a lot of tax advantages to owning a property. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's really good to know. So then I guess, and we sort of touched on it, but what would you say, and this is just really the last thing, like, what would you say to anyone, you know, sort of on the edge, on the fence of, you know, looking to buy maybe their first property or invest in another one? 
what would you say is so important about getting in the game? Like that's, and that's just what people say, right? You have to get in the game first. Once you're in the yeah. game, Absolutely. that's when equity can really start to build. So Absolutely. what would you tell you those people? You have to, you have to get off the bench and get in the game, right? So I think, you know, if you work with your realtor and work with Jacob, you know, here, uh, the, the quickest and best way to build financial wealth is through real estate. There's no question about that. And the economists, when you, you know, you can look at all the major economists and they're telling you that 2024 is going to be the, uh, a great year, but 2025 is going to be the biggest purchase year we've ever seen in our lifetime. Right? So if you don't get in the game right now, you're going to be paying a lot more for that same home in 2025. And you're, you know, that equity is not in your pocket. It's in somebody else's pocket. So yeah. I would I would say exactly what you said. Let's get in the game. You know, let's let's uh, have a conversation, see what we can get these clients qualified for. And uh, you can get them out there looking for a home. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, too, because there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, let's just wait for home prices to drop. Well, it's sort of like the stock market, Pete, where if you zoom out, sure, there are little ebbs and flows and it dips from time to time. But in the grand scheme, it's always going up in value. And so it's really difficult to time that dip, if anything. And Absolutely. for those of them that are sitting there waiting for prices to drop, I mean, quite frankly, they're living in the past because prices for homes five years ago, we don't see those prices for the same type of properties anymore. Yeah, we sure, we sure don't. And think about this. So a 1% drop in interest rate. So, you know, months ago, you know, rates were 8%, maybe even a little bit higher. Today's rate six and a half percent one full drop in interest rate brings 6 million people into the purchase market. So now you're competing crazy. with another 6 million people. And if it goes down to five and a half percent, now you're dealing, you're going to competing with $11 million to, you know, so it, the, the competition's going to be there. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just going to be crazy. You're going to run against bidding wars and, and values are just going to keep going up. So, you know, get yeah. in the game now and, and, and start building that equity and build your wealth. Yeah. I could not have said it any better. Well, I mean, that about wraps it up. Is there any last things that you wanted to touch on that no, you feel I like maybe we missed? You know, I've, been, I've been doing this a long time. Tammy's been doing it a long time, and and we're honored to to work with clients. We, we attend every closing, and, and I think, you know, our why is is just, you know, seeing the, the smiles on these buyers' faces and, you know, building that relationship with them there can, we consider them to be our family. And it's why we do this is, is just to, to, um, see them achieve their American dream. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's important to have a good why, because obviously that's, what's kept you in the business for 30 plus years. So Absolutely. there's a good, good foundation here in the office, no doubt about that. So I look forward to working with you down the road as always. And, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you, Jacob, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.